Hello, and welcome to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified. In this episode, I have had the pleasure of having Olivia Clare as my guest. Her and I have done podcasts together before. She has her own podcast, and she's the founder of Integrator Agency. As an integrator and online business manager to six and seven figure visionaries, helping them to step into their zone of genius and delegate the rest. I always have so much fun chatting with Olivia, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about creating your business vision. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed having the conversation. Hello, and welcome to Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift, a podcast for those of you looking to transition from a medical career to starting an online business. I will be sharing how to get started, success stories, and more. If you are looking to make the move from medicine to online, but don't know where to start or have a business, but are looking for business tips and encouragement on your journey, this is the podcast for you. I'm Susie Raines, your host, and I look forward to helping you simplify starting a business. Hi, Olivia. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Susie. How are you today? I'm well. I'm excited to talk to you today. I was a guest on your podcast, which was amazing, and I'm happy to have you here now as a guest on my podcast. Yes, I'm so excited. I feel like we had really good chemistry in the episode and it's always fun. Business can be a boring topic, not for people like us, but we had such a good time chatting all about it. So I'm so ready for part two. Let's do it. Before we dive in, if you wouldn't mind telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and what was your journey like to starting your business? Yes. So I'm Olivia. I could do the, like my Tinder data, dating profile, if you will, of who I am. I like long walks on the beach. No, just kidding. I do actually <laughs> like long walks on the beach, but I am 22. I have a toy poodle Pip, who's my fur baby. I got her during the coronavirus pandemic. So we're pretty tight. And as you can probably tell from my voice, I am from Australia. I live about a couple hours from Sydney and yeah, I'm obsessed with the ocean. So I'm looking to move a bit more north in Australia to Queensland so I can live by the ocean and I love traveling. So that's me as a human. And I also love business. That is a big part of my life. I really fell into business by accident. So from the time that I was about 11 to probably 18 or 19, I wanted to be a writer, an author and write books. And when I was 11, I picked out what university degree I was going to study. It was going to be a bachelor of journalism with a major in English. And I worked really hard at school, did really well, topped my class and became a tutor. And as I was working as a tutor, they had an internal role going within the business to be a sales assistant. And it was 12 hours a week, work from home. And I thought, oh, this is perfect to go along with my studies. And I started working and they showed me their SOP and a CRM. And I had no idea where any of those things were, how to respond to emails and be on the, I had a work phone and 18 
when I got received a work phone, I was ecstatic. I felt so important, so successful. And I just loved organizing things. I loved selling people. I loved, I also did invoicing for the business so I could see the finances coming in and the monthly revenue and things like that. And I was obsessed. I asked a lot of questions, was really confused for probably a couple months. And then as soon as I learned it, I really mastered it and became sales manager within the business by the end of the year. And then by the following year, I was the executive manager of the business and managing about 200 subcontractors and about 250 to 300 clients at 18 or 19. Really loved it. And then I decided to take a year off uni because I wanted to start my own business and become an entrepreneur. And so I tried a million different things. I did disability education, which is a business I still have. And I always like to mention it because I'm actually looking for a visionary in that business. I'm the integrator of that business, but I need a visionary. I also did drop shipping. I tried business, just coaching. And then I finally made my way back to online business manager with a different structure, with a sort of integrated visionary role. And I now have an agency. So it's integrator agency where I connect integrators to visionaries so that they can have more impact. They can stay in their zone of genius and delegate the rest. So that is my business journey from A to Z or so far. So many of those things in there, I could totally agree with when I was in my 20s. Same thing happened to me. I had not attended college yet. And I started working for a business supporting a sales operations team and fell in love with it. And that's when my business journey started as well. So for those of you listening out there, I think sometimes entrepreneurs are born. We're not necessarily made. And we just realize it. We totally realize it. Yeah, it's like a, a remembering almost. Or you have the thought, I'm sure you probably had it, where I thought, how have I not done this before? How did I not know that this whole world existed? Because this is so where I'm meant to be. Yeah, and it comes naturally. I remember my boss telling me, she's just in there working. She's just in there figuring things out and doing what needs to be done and like working with clients and working with invoicing. And I was asking questions, but it didn't seem hard. It seemed very easy. And mm. I think it's because we were so curious. It was interesting to us. To where, and that's something that when you start a business, and this really ties into our topic today, is finding something that you are curious about. Mm Because once you have curiosity, then you're going to just keep digging and you're going to keep asking questions and you're going to keep learning. And it makes it fun. Yeah. And that learning is what brings you that growth as well. It's always the more that you learn, the more that you're able to grow. So, finding something that you can stay curious about. I think you said that on my podcast and I loved it. You said, pick something that you're going to want to do for the next 10 years, right? Don't just chop and change and you've got to be really interested in it in order for it to stick because business is not always easy. Yeah. And it's, you want to be excited to get up in the morning and there's days when you aren't going to be, even if you absolutely love what you do. I think last week had a really rough day. And I kept reminding myself, I'm like, you love this and you're still having a bad day and that's okay. That's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love what you're doing. I love that you love business because that's my thing too. Yeah. (laughs) So listening to that, I kind of heard 
a lot of different ways that you got into your business. Did you have a moment mm -hmm. or a time when you really sat down and did a business vision to think about what you wanted to do or how did that come about? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think it's interesting. I always had an idea of what I wanted my life to look like. So rather than, I suppose, a specific business vision, though they do tie in together, I always knew I wanted to work from home. I wanted flexible hours. I wanted to be able to, at the drop of a hat, say I'm on a plane to Paris. And I did that last year. I booked a two-month trip with a week out because I could. I always, yeah, I always had that vision of sort of working from home, having financial freedom, having money that I could reinvest, whether it's into the business, into stocks, into real estate. So I always knew, and I always knew it was going to be using my computer sort of in the online business because that was, that was what I loved. So I always had that idea in mind. And where I really got stuck was trying to control the how of the situation or the how of what the business would end up being. So rather than having the vision be really clear, slowly creating habits around that, slowly moving towards that and letting it fall into place, I was really trying to micromanage the how and saying, no, through this specific launch, that's how I'm going to make all the money. Or through this specific line of business, that's how I'm going to completely change my life. And as soon as I let that go, and just ask myself what was working and just followed my curiosity. That is actually when everything fell into place and I really had a quantum leap and the momentum started for me. So I don't know if that answers your question. I had a semi idea, but I definitely had struggles about sort of being acquainted with my vision, but also detached, which I feel like is kind of important. Yeah. And that does answer my question. And it helps clarify when people do set out to do a vision, they don't need to know the how. Mm -hmm. I think people get stuck on that. Like you said, you get stuck and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and this and this and you, and I'm the planner. So for me, I'm telling people, well, think about what you want to do. But at the very, very mm -hmm. beginning, you have to visualize exactly what you said, because your business is your lifestyle. When you work for an mm -hmm. employer, you work for them. So your work life is their life. It's however they structure it and their schedule and how you have to do things. But when you're an entrepreneur, it's your life and your structure and your schedule. And you're allowed to make it be what you want it to be. So mm. what, what would you recommend for people that have to do a business vision that are going to sit down and do a business vision? Good question. So you're saying someone's come to me, they're completely new to the space and they're saying, how the heck do I create a business vision? Yes. Okay. I actually have a three-step process for this that I created a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago. I can't, I'm wearing 2023, so time doesn't exist to me anymore. I'm like, it was five seconds ago. But it was actually two years ago. Anyway, I have a three-step process to building your vision. So it's called, the three steps are create, cultivate, and incarnate. And so the reason why those three steps are important, I'll go into more detail. But first of all, in order to have any traction whatsoever, you have to have a vision. So if that 
importance is lost on you. I want you to listen really, really carefully because having a vision is so important. It's like driving somewhere and you just don't know where you're going and then you wonder why you end up driving in circles or you go back to the place where you started. You totally need an end destination in mind or not even an end destination, but a checkpoint. Because it will give you that sense of direction. It will give you motivation, which is so important in when we have our own businesses as well, because we don't have a boss or a supervisor breathing down our neck 24-7. We have to motivate ourselves and we have to do the work anyway, even if we're not feeling motivated. So having that checkpoint in mind, having that vision in mind will help you continue to work towards something and give you that sense of purpose. So you need to create that. And my best advice for actually creating the vision is to sit down with a pen and paper and write down exactly what it is that you want if you had no other limits. Like I'm talking, if you want a pet unicorn, write that down. I want a pet unicorn. Who knows? One might fall out of the sky tomorrow. There's absolutely, we actually don't know anything about this world, really. There is nothing that says tomorrow a unicorn could not fall out of the sky. And so as we grow from young children to adults, we carry all these limiting beliefs with us that limit our sense of what we can achieve and who we can be in this world. And so what I think is really important is to notice any of those beliefs that are holding you back. So if you say to yourself, taking everything out, I really want to work five hours a week and travel around the country in a van. Great. And then you might, in your brain might do that little thing where it's, oh, but you can't do that because blah, 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 because being in a van means this about you. And it's important to note if any of those things come up, write it down. But having that vision, taking away what everyone else wants for you, what society has told you that you should have or what your life should look like, then you can get acquainted with the real version of you, like that real person at the center of your soul. So that's creating the vision, cultivating and incarnating easier said than done. So cultivating is really coming up with the steps, reverse engineering and knowing what habits you need, what structures and systems in place you need in order to bring that vision into reality. And then once you reverse engineer and you actually do the things and you act as if you are that person or have that vision already, then you simply incarnate and you've become. So they're my three steps and my best advice. So it would always be just start with a pen and paper, get really clear on what it is that you want and be honest with yourself because as soon as you write it down, you have to face it and take stock of where your life currently is versus where you want it to be. That is great advice. I wrote them down. <laughs> oh, good. I wrote that. I know I have this recorded, but I wrote it down because in those three steps, I feel like the things that my clients work with me on is step two, which is really mm. that cultivating where you map out those steps. So you have the yes. vision part and then it's okay. Now we're going to Again, we don't know all the details of the how because things will unfold as they unfold, but we can map those things out in a guide more so. And yes. yeah. And then as they start to 
incarnate, then you can see where things need to be tweaked and where things are changing or things are going a little off a little different than you thought. I love to tell people that creating a vision doesn't mean that because you wrote it down, that's exactly how it's going to be. But I have talked mm. to people, and this probably is happening to you, like you, your Paris trip. You in your mind said, I'm going to do this. And you mm. didn't really think about the how. And then now you look back and you go, I did that. Yeah. And you're like, okay, how did I get there? <laughs> and the yeah. how is kind of, <laughs> it's kind of irrelevant at that point because you're like, I did it. And so it's hard to explain, I think sometimes, but as we're speaking to new business owners, people who are thinking about starting a business, I love that you said, if you want a unicorn, write it down. Yeah. Because that Absolutely. is something we're scared of that. I do this all the time. I do business planning. How exciting is that? Yawn. Okay, I'm being sarcastic. It's not, for me, it is. I love it. I'd sit down and do plans all that. That's why I have a business in it. But in order for people to get excited about that, like I do, it's my job to help them. Like my unicorn is writing business plans. That's something that I love to do. Mm, yeah. And I have that as a challenge because it's not a fun thing. It's not like I'm, I'm selling trips to Australia <laughs> to people where they're excited and they want to go there. I'm like, no, I'm going to help you plan your business. Yay. And they're like, no, that's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's my unicorn. That's what I want to do. And I'm not going to think about the how. I'm just going to dive in and we're going to make it happen. And so when people are thinking about sitting down and they're going to write out their vision mm. and they get to that point where they start to cultivate and then they start to incarnate, how often should they go back and revisit their business vision? Mm. I think we need to revisit our vision more than we think. And I think Oh, I do this all the time where at the start of the year, for example, there might be something that I really, really want. Say it's a Louis Vuitton handbag. I really want a Louis Vuitton handbag. Oh my goodness. If I could just get one and I'm going to work for it. And then, you know, by the time I have the money sitting in my account, I go, oh my God, I would rather spend this on a plane ticket because that's just who I am. I actually do not care about handbags at all. So I think that's that comes into knowing what we really want as ourselves versus what other people want for us or what society tells us we should want. But we are changing and growing so much. And when you have your own business, this is really quantified. This is on another scale because your level of personal growth will end up correlating with the level of your business growth. So you'll find that in order for your business to grow, you yourself will have to grow into different roles. First of all, you're self-employed. You're doing the client work. Then you are managing other people doing, you know, the work. And then you're managing those people. So you're really sitting in more of a CEO role. So you're constantly growing in your own business. So as you grow and change, what you want is going to be and look different, just like what you wanted as a five-year-old likely looks different than your Christmas wish list today. So I like to revisit, I actually have a habit tracker that I feel like really helps me be clear on my vision. What I love about it is that it takes away 
the really big, scary end goals and visions, and it breaks it down into enjoying the process and what habits, like what ways of being do I want to be versus what do I want to have. And so, for example, one of my habits last month was be more vulnerable. So that's something that's really important to me. And then at the start of every month, I get to look at my habits and say, okay, does being more vulnerable still feel good to me? Or do I want to replace that habit with maybe dance every day or, you know, anything could be anything, but I would say at least quarterly, like at least every quarter, sit down and get really clear on your vision again, revisit it. And most importantly, if it's not what you want anymore, let it go. Just because you have the resources now to achieve that tomorrow doesn't mean you should still go after it if it's not what you want anymore. This was a really hard lesson for me. I studied so hard for school to get into this university, this specific prestigious university where you needed a score of a 95, so to be in the top 5% of the state. Studied so, so, so hard, got into it. And three years later, I ended up switching my degree to one where you only needed a 65 because it was online and it suited what I wanted to do. And so being able to let go of the fact that even though I worked hard for it, that was not something that I wanted anymore was really difficult, but it's so important because it gives you your power back and it means you get to live your life from a place of now, from a place of presence and from a place of respecting your desires in the moment rather than wishing and wanting or regretting the past, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because every, everything that we do, all that hard work that you did in school, you gained everything from that. So letting it go was hard, but you didn't let it go because you took with it all of your experience and everything that you learned. And I think that as business owners, we get stuck. I'm a great example. As you guys are listening, you know, my podcast shifted a little bit and I'm speaking to women who are leaving the medical profession to start an online business. And shifting that was really hard for me because I had done so much work in one specific Mm -hmm. area, but I knew that it aligned better with my heart, with my passion, what I do, what I know. And I wanted to speak to these other specific people. And you have to be able to let go. But I didn't lose anything by letting go. I learned and I grew in that experience. So I can take all of that with me. So speaking to my listeners that have a medical degree or spent years and years and years in the medical profession, I interviewed a person who she had 16 years in the medical profession and she let Mm -hmm. that go to start her own business. It's just letting it go. You're bringing every single ounce of of experience and all the stuff you learned and all the things that you did. That all stays with you. It doesn't just go away. I love that you shared that because it's encouraging to people who are thinking, I'm just going to leave my job and go do this business. And, they're, and they may feel a little lost. I did all this work and I put all this time in and I'm just letting that go. And you are letting it go, but you're also bringing all of it with you which is a beautiful yeah. thing. That's such an important point that you make there. And unfortunately, it only ever makes sense, you know, quite far down the track when you're able to look back and say, oh, that's why I did those years in the medical field. It was so that I could learn 
this, this, and this. For me, when I was having that moment of like, wow, I studied so hard. I could have been out partying with friends or whatever. I realized if I didn't get the grades that I did, I wouldn't have become a tutor. And if I didn't become a tutor, I wouldn't have gotten to that internal role and I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't know how to work hard. I wouldn't, you know, it would have taken me extra time to learn how to work for myself because I spent so much time studying. I knew exactly my working patterns and how my brain worked and all that sort of stuff. So in hindsight, it always makes sense. But if you're in that moment and it feels really icky and uncomfortable and nerve wracking, that is totally, totally normal. And you're so allowed to feel that way. Thank you for saying that, because that is something that we as fellow entrepreneurs always have to remind each other that it's going to be uncomfortable. It was so hard. And my listeners know, because I recorded an episode that said, hey, the podcast is shifting. And I was like, I don't want to record this because it's just, I started something and I wanted to just keep doing it, but it's totally okay. And you talked about being vulnerable. That's being vulnerable and saying, I'm human and I want to do something different. And that is totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love that. So I just wanted to shift gears a little bit and ask you, Mm -hmm. if you don't mind sharing, what is your vision for 2023? Ooh, I love this question. My vision, without revealing too much, is to replace myself. So I'm kind of interested by the idea of, oh, I don't even like saying it, stepping away from client work. See, I'm still attached because I love client work so much. I'm like, oh my God, what do you mean? I want to talk to people all day long. So I might, but what I really know that I need to do is, and I'm not far off it likely in the next couple of months, is being able to replace the role that I'm currently doing in my business. And why this is important to me is because it steps me more into an investor role, into more of a CEO role. And I have to be really, uh, it will just push me in a different way because when you fully replace yourself, and you're only working with the team rather than with the clients, it's quite a shift. It's quite a mindset shift from almost an employee mindset shift to, like I said, that investor. And it opens you up to other opportunities, like when you continue to grow the business, you could sell it. And so rather than feeling like you're stuck or confined by your own business, which happens to a lot of people and is not why we start businesses in the first place, right? It's so that we can feel more free and more liberated. I think it will just give me a lot more creative control over my work and my life. And it's kind of just something interesting that I want to try. So that's my vision. If I could do that, I would be pretty impressed. And the other thing I want to do is to at least do my it's actually my six monthly goal is to do at least one sort of international trip with a client so travel somewhere to do a training session or something like that so I can sort of incorporate travel into my work a little bit more because yeah I just want to sort of grow my brand in that way and it's yeah that's my vision that's what I'm thinking about and working towards and excited about that sounds so exciting I love that and I can tell when you were explaining that it's that piece that we just talked about letting go a little bit because mm-hmm. you're having to let go of the client work. And anybody 
and everybody that's listening, you're going to be doing a business that you serve clients, you do a service. And when that's really what you love to do, it's hard to let that go. But knowing that you have these other wonderful things and these other ideas and things that you want to accomplish makes it better. So I love Sometimes, that. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you've got to, I don't know, what's the saying? Leap before you're ready or something like that. And the cool thing about replacing myself as well is it doesn't mean I have to give up client work. I can still do it. It just means I don't have to put in the work in order to receive the rewards. I can still make money because the business itself is making money. And that is, it's a crazy shift. When we talk about starting a business, often it's we are working for ourselves and working for yourself is actually completely different than being the owner of a business that makes money on itself and runs like a machine. And that's what makes me almost a little bit nervous and why I want to lean into it because I'm like, that is crazy. Like if I could fully build a machine that runs without me, your ego gets cut a little because you think, oh, but you know, don't people want to work with me? Isn't it? And am I not the missing, like the key ingredient, but being able to test that concept, that is super exciting and brain stretchy for lack of a better word. So that's why I'm like, oh, like, oh, imagine if I can make that happen. That would be crazy. So yeah. I think that's so important though. And I think even when we work for ourselves and we, and this is something that I talk to my clients about is I have them think about how big do they want their business to become? How much of it do they want? Mm -hmm. Do they want to hire employees, no staff? Do they want a contract only? Do they want a combination? And I have them really think about that because it is important for even if you're working solo to allow the business to run itself because you can do mm -hmm. that with minimal staff. It's just a lot trickier and you do spend more time doing your own client work. But I love that because a business should be able to run itself. And then that way we aren't doing everything all the time. And like you said, feeling stuck. I can't sell it. I can't leave. I can't change. You just feel in that space where it's not flexible. Whereas when the business is running like a machine, you just change the dials on the machine and it does yeah. something different or whatever. And then you're over here doing yeah. your thing. And and you can step in anytime. So if you would like to do, mm. I'm going to do, I'm going to see clients twice a week or once a week or two times a month or whatever you have that flexibility. And for those of you listening, starting out, it's very overwhelming and it may feel like, oh, I'm going to be doing this forever by myself. That's not the case. As a business grows and as you grow and you start learning where to get the help you need, then you can become that person that makes those choices and you don't, and Olivia is going to do it this year. So we're going to talk to her next year and see yeah. how that goes. Yes. And just one more thing on that as well that I feel like is important or I'm getting an intuitive hit to discuss is just that when you look at your business as a business rather than your means of self-employment, your relationship to it changes. So I'm now thinking about not what is best for me, but what is best for my business. Because if my business is solely reliant on my energy, my motivation, my ability to wake up and get the work done, that's not healthy. That's not going to make the business grow. It needs to have another system or a group of people 
that it is relying on and functioning on and just like a machine just ticking over and over and over again. So I hear a lot of people when they start business, talk about their business like it's their baby. Oh, this is my baby. I don't feel that way towards my business. Me and my business, we're besties, we're partners, but it's not my baby because otherwise if it was and then I wanted to get rid of my baby, how do you do that? Or like if your baby is crying all the time and you're like, my back hurts, I don't want to carry you anymore. Me and my business are in this together. Spiritually, physically, I'm looking out for it and it's looking out for me. So I will make decisions not from my best interest sometimes. Do you think like I want to wake up at eight o'clock and get started on client work? No, not all the time, not every day. I'm doing that because that's what my business needs from me until I can replace myself. So. I think when you look at it that way, it takes a lot of the pressure off because you almost feel like you have a partner rather than I'm doing all this by myself. Um, you know, I have to do the client stuff or I have to do all the admin because no one can do it like me versus no, my business is actually screaming for automation or for um, me to do more higher value tasks and delegate lower value tasks because it gives the business more profit and then the business is healthier. So your business is talking to you. So maybe have a listen and see what it's trying to say. I am so glad that you brought that up. I really appreciate you talking around talking about that topic specifically because it does take the pressure off. And you were saying that it's your baby and I'm like, that is so true. That's the, we go into it that way. We're like, oh, no, I just what? the best feeling ever was when I hired somebody to help me. Oh my goodness. It was mm. like, and it was good for the business because me exactly. doing it on my own, it was bad for me because I mean, health wise, I wasn't taking care of myself if I'm overworking myself. And then the business isn't really benefiting if I'm overworking myself because then I'm not working at my 100% capacity in my zone of genius because I'm doing these other things. And that was a huge wake up for me just this year was think about the things that you can delegate and that you can offload and do that so that the business can grow. Because it is it is a living being. I'm going to say that because I feel like it is, but we have to nurture it in a different way. We can't be its only lifeline. Mm, yeah. It wants energy. It wants more people involved in it. And yeah, it's such an interesting, I did this for so long where I was like, okay, once I have the money, then I'll invest in the staff and then the business will grow. And it's just the opposite. You have to, I'm not saying invest before you're ready. Don't put this on a credit card. For a while, probably the past, oh, no, probably the past few weeks, it's like calmed down a little But I said to my boyfriend, I said, when do I get paid? Like I'm reinvesting all of my money right into this business so that it can continue to grow when do I get paid? And it does settle down. But for a while, you might feel like, I don't understand. I'm growing, but I'm still, you know, lacking a profit margin, or I'm still feeling like I need to reinvest in order to continue that growth. And sometimes that's just how it is. I think that's just how business is, you know, some of the time. It's not once you have that big bank account, then you can go out and hire someone. If you want to grow faster, you have to think about your numbers. And I know Susie loves talking about the numbers and they're so important. Really thinking how much does it, how much is my time worth? And if I'm checking emails for an hour a day, what could I be paying someone to do that? And how much could I make 
doing something else in my business. Again, thinking about the business, thinking about what the business needs in terms of profit margins or expenses or reinvesting into its growth. So that's the last one I talk about that. I feel like I keep going on a tangent, but <laughs> yeah. You and I are in the same mindset though, We because we're business thinkers and that's the beautiful thing. And that's why I do what I do. That's why there's this podcast is you're learning the listeners out there, they're at different stages and they're going to learn all of this. And we're just so uh, blessed to be able to share the knowledge that we know. Yeah. So is there any last minute thing that you would like to share with the listeners as they think about their business vision that they could take away from this episode? Mm, I don't think so. I think the main thing would just, if we're talking about vision, really get clear on those limiting beliefs. Stop trying to create something that's going to make everyone happy because it will likely end up making you unhappy. So think about a dream fantastical world, even if, you know, that a large part of you is laughing at you while you write it. You know, if you want to live on a private island, write it down. If you want to own a private jet, write it down. If you want to own nothing and live on a shared plot of land and grow your own veggies, write it down. But you have to get really clear on what it is that you want, not, again, not what society tells you you should want, not what your parents want from you, not what your kids want from you, or not what your spouse thinks you should do, but what you really want when you strip everything away. Because I'm sure there's something, and as I've said this, there's something in you that knows exactly what it is. You're just scared to let yourself want that because if you don't get it or if you admit that you want it and you feel like it's impossible it's going to feel painful but the first step to actually creating the life that you want is by realizing it and admitting it to yourself that's the first step into making it a reality and trust me you can have the life of your dreams we spend a lot of time thinking that we are not powerful that We have to live a life of pain and this is just how the world is and it's not true. You are powerful. You can create whatever life or whatever business that you want. Um, It's 100% within your power. So take responsibility for that business vision. Take responsibility for your life vision. And then once you have that responsibility, you know that the only way it gets created if you work towards it, you're off to the races. That's so beautiful. I was mesmerized listening to you because that's just so amazing. (laughs) I think we can end on that note and it's just such a positive and so encouraging. I want to sit down and rewrite mine now. (laughs) Good. It's now's always the time to get clear. We also get so caught up with the day-to-day. I've got this to do. I've got that to do. And talk to my mom about this all the time, about how employers keep us in this rat race and it's because we're so busy trying to meditate and exercise and get that client work done and make sure I'm not eating too much sugar and sit in traffic and cost of living and all this stuff that we don't even have 30 minutes to sit down and really think and just think and get creative and say, this is what I want. How can I get there? Not, I don't even have the time to think about what I want. I just have to keep getting stuff done because I'm behind. You're always going to be behind. You have to create that time. I suggest once a week. I love it. Once a week, go to a coffee shop, not if the kids are away or whatever, like put, keep, leave your spouse at home with the dog. That's what I do. I'm like, I just need 30 minutes quiet time to really ask myself, 
am I still working towards what I want or am I getting caught up in the busyness of it? Because it's life is created in a way to get us to stop thinking because if we don't think, then we can't realize how powerful we are and we can't realize what we can create. That is, yeah, another piece of advice. Just think now's always a good time or put it in your calendar. Saturday morning, I'm going to go get my favorite type of coffee or go to Starbucks and I'm just going to not do any work and I'm just going to think about what I actually want. So yeah, that's also important. I love that. Yes. Great advice. Thank you so much, Olivia, for all of the wonderful insights. And I love all the things that you shared are so powerful. And I know that the listeners are going to take away so many wonderful things from this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Anytime I do have a gift as well for your listeners, if they want to have a chat with me and get their vision a bit more clear, their quarterly vision. I have a free call. It's absolutely no cost. I'm not going to try and sell you into anything. I, as you can tell, I love talking about this. So any chance I get to interact with people, help them really clarify their vision or reverse engineer some of the steps to getting there. Obviously, you'll see Susie for your business plan, but if you can't even get to step two and you need some help with step one, come and see me. I can give Susie the Calendly link. We can maybe put it in the show notes. Otherwise, um, send me a DM on Instagram. It's at Olivia the Integrator. I also love chatting with you. I will literally, I get so excited. I tell people all the time, just send me a message and tell me if you enjoyed hearing me speak because I want to be friends with everyone and anyone. It's like my fatal flaw. <laughs> yeah, interact with me if you will. And Susie, I'm going to start nagging you to come on every week because I had so much fun. <laughs> Thanks, Olivia. Yeah, DM Olivia this year throughout the year and see how her vision is going. Yes, I will put yes. in the show notes how people can reach out to you for sure. It's been awesome talking with you. Awesome conversation. And as always, for my listeners, keep it simple. Thanks for listening to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift. If you enjoyed this episode, then hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for you, so be sure to reach out and let me know what you thought about this episode. If you're not sure how to get started with your business, download a copy of the Starting a Business Simplified Guide. Click on the link in the show notes for your copy.